This is a Soulfire production. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today, I am going to share some things that I wish I knew before my spiritual awakening. This came up a few times in different conversations I've had over the last few weeks. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put this into a podcast. There is so much that I could say about this. And really, I don't think I would want to know anything before it. It all happened exactly as it was meant to, of course. However, depending on where you're at on your journey, I think this can be kind of validating and and helpful more so when you're in it. And when I was going through my spiritual awakening, like a big bulk of it, I didn't even know I was going through a spiritual awakening, (laughs) to be honest. And I felt really alone. And a lot of the people I was talking to for support were amazing and helpful, but no one ever brought up the concept of spirituality. It wasn't until further along that I was kind of already in a spiritual space and realized, oh, this is what was happening. And I wish that I had, at the time I thought, I wish I had learned about this earlier on and kind of knew what was going on. So I wasn't so freaked out and and I wasn't in so much resistance. So again, I, I'm very satisfied with how everything turned out, but really just more so wanted to point out some things that probably would have reassured me to hear when I was in the thick of it, especially because I know so many people are going through this right now, different levels of it right now in the past year. And I know a lot of people listening to this show probably have people around them who are having spontaneous spiritual awakenings. And it can feel it can feel lonely and overwhelming. And that's part of why I made the Channel Collective membership and My announcement for today is that the membership is open for enrollment this week only. So it will be open from today, November 15th through Sunday, November 21st. If you do want to step into this monthly membership, I designed this container to really support people in their spiritual growth, expansion, personal development work. But really, when you're going on a spiritual journey, it's so helpful to have a community of like-minded people who really understand you and a space that feels safe and welcoming and inviting to ask any questions that you might be having to share things that you're going through because you're not in it alone. And I know that for so many of the members, they've expressed to me how nice it is to have a space where people are so on the same page and it feels so safe to share. And it's also a space where you can actually move through things. We have monthly Q&A calls, monthly manifestation activation calls, monthly high 70 energy healing sessions. All of those things are designed to raise your vibration, support you in clearing out any energetic blocks and really align you with feeling your best. And when you're on a spiritual path, on a spiritual journey, in your spiritual awakening, these tools are so helpful. This is everything that I wish I had at that time. In addition to the resource library, so there are outlined morning and evening practices, journal prompts, a library of meditations training videos on brain rewiring and manifestation and opening up your intuition, relationships, optimizing your physical body, all the spiritual things, all the woo things, energy updates, plus Ascension School, which is a library of channeled messages to help expand your consciousness. And I know the information in there is so, so helpful for people who are feeling alone on their spiritual journey. And if you're feeling that way, then I definitely recommend checking out the Channel Collective. And even if you're not feeling alone on your journey, 
if you're looking for an all-in-one resource to really expand your consciousness and continue your personal expansion and spiritual development and growth. I know a lot of my friends and colleagues love having one space where they can do their daily practices that ground them in, that raise their frequency, that set them up. You know, especially if you're if you're an entrepreneur, you know how important that is. But I think for everybody nowadays, as we're really becoming aware of what we require to support our energy and feel our best amidst all the craziness out there. So that's what the Channel Collective is for. So if you want to learn more about the Channel Collective and uh, sign up, this is the week to do it. You can go to christinathechannel.com slash membership to see everything that's included. Check out the different membership options and enroll. And I'm really excited to get to know you. We are a very welcoming, loving community. It really feels like family in there. And it's a great place if you have any questions at all to post and and get support. So if you've ever wanted to work with me, that's the best container to step into to get on those coaching calls to ask me your questions directly. And if you're looking for something to anchor in your daily practices, daily habits as a high achiever, then this is your all-in-one resource. So again, go to christinathechannel.com slash membership to check it out. Quick question. Did you know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number and then you will receive regular quick text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips, and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number, 205-883-8280. You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So again, that number is 205-883-8280. I am so excited to get your text. You know what? I think that's where I'm going to start first. I have just like a list of things that I wish I knew before my spiritual awakening or as I was going through it, really, because it can feel really intense. It can feel really intense. So I guess I'll just start there. One of the things that I wish I knew was that there are people who understand what you're going through. And I really felt so alone. And even with the support I was seeking out with my different therapists and other professionals, I still felt like I wasn't being fully seen. I felt like something was missing. I knew something was missing and I was getting really, really frustrated because I felt like we're, we're missing something, like we're just missing some big piece. And during this time, a lot of relationships changed, obviously. And I was just feeling like no one's going to get it. Am I always just going to be the weird one, the outsider? Is anybody else going through this? Am I the only person that's thinking, holy shit, so much of the world is so messed up. Am I the only one that's experiencing what feels like all of my paradigms being <laughs> flipped upside down? And for a long time, I really just kept a lot of it to myself and was wallowing in this pity party of, oh, I'm alone and no one gets it. And I wish that someone had told me, you know what? So many people are going through this. Maybe not everybody is talking about it out loud, but more people are going through it than you think. And when I started sharing things a lot more publicly, I had so many people reach out to me and express they were going through something similar. And it's one of those classic, you think you're the only one in your friend group who's feeling a certain way. And then the second you say something, everybody else is like, holy shit, I'm so glad you said that because I've been feeling the same way. I've just been too afraid to 
speak it out. It's that kind of energy, but more people understand than, than you think. And so give, give it a chance and allow yourself to be in community with people who do get it. And one of the things that I think blocks a lot of people and at different phases definitely made things a little stickier for me was holding on so tightly to the friends they made before they were going through going through their awakening and holding on to them so tightly that they're not truly open to finding new communities and and for me I definitely had some resistance to that where I felt a little I don't know unsure like can these people really get it is this going to be weird I mean making friends as a, as an adult is hard for most people most people don't talk about this but it's it's one of the most difficult things i would say almost not all but like 95% of clients who have ever come to me have brought up like i just feel like it's so hard for me to make new friends and when we feel like it's hard for us to find new people of course we're going to stick to what's comfortable and what's already there but that's scarcity mindset fyi <laughs> so so knowing that there are people who have gone through what you're going through and they will get it and they are there to support you right i am kind of the person that that most people will send their friends to if they know their friends going through a spiritual awakening. And I am happy to support people in that capacity because it it can be a really beautiful journey when you're embracing it. But when you're in resistance the whole way through, it gets, gets stickier. So knowing that people understand and also finding a community of people who get it because it's going to be a lot more difficult to go through it. And it will feel a lot heavier if you're trying to do it alone when you don't have to. So remember that you don't have to, it just takes openness. This leads me into my next point, number two, which is related, which is don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to accept help. And this also includes, well, really, it's most importantly, asking source, asking the universe, asking God for help and allowing yourself to receive it. And so often when we feel overwhelmed or scared or like what the hell is happening to me? We kind of just freeze and we forget one of our most powerful tools, which is to ask, ask for help, ask for help and accept it, right? Letting yourself be supported through this time. I think that's one of the most valuable lessons that we can learn during an awakening is learning to ask, ask and you shall receive. And that receiving part is important too. allowing yourself to receive. And often during a spiritual awakening, you get pushed so deep into this state of surrender that you're kind of forced to accept help, right? But we can get ahead of that and embrace the lesson of, okay, I get to ask and I get to receive support. And so this will really highlight for us, what what is my relationship with support? Do I feel safe receiving support? Am I comfortable with that? And what are the limiting beliefs that come up for me if I'm in a situation where I do need to ask for help? Am I comfortable asking for help ahead of when I need it and outside of when it feels like a dire circumstance, right? Outside of when I have to, but am I available for support? And it's such a simple thing that 
I wish I knew earlier on, which is, you know, when I, when I'm confused or just need some guidance or direction, I will ask source. I will ask my higher self. I will ask the universe and something will pop up in my reality that I was asking for. And it's such a simple thing, but literally just ask and see what pops up in your reality. And source will work through different people and different opportunities will come up. You might notice something is highlighted for you that is offering you the support that (laughs) that you deserve. And if we have a, an underlying belief, a limiting belief that we aren't safe to be supported, that we don't deserve support, then we're not going to either see or take those opportunities. It's such a simple thing, but it's a tool that will serve you the rest of your life if you learn to ask, right? And so instead of worrying about it or trying to figure it out myself, I will surrender it to the higher powers that be and say, Hey, I need some direction here. Please give me an unmistakable sign. Please send someone my way or something my way that will support me in X, Y, Z. The universe wants to support you, but you also have free will. So ask, <laughs> ask and you shall receive. And also with people in your life, you know, it can be a very trying time. And for people who are afraid to ask for help or feel like they're a burden, if they are venting or sharing it's like you just get choked up and your throat chakra is is shut and then you're suffering in silence by yourself when this is your opportunity to learn to to lean in and to be vulnerable and to open your heart and to express and to allow yourself to be supported and this runs into relationships which I'll get to in a second but this is something that I see in programs all the time and if if you're listening and you've been in any of my <laughs> containers you probably had had the talk, heard the talk from me where I'm like, look, you have to participate in this, right? I can only support you so far if you're not asking questions. So if you're in the community forum, if you're in the channel collective, if you're in one of my programs and you have questions or something's coming up for you and you're not bringing it up, I I can't support you unless you ask, right? If you want that. But if you want the support, if you're open to receiving the support, bringing that to a Q&A call Somebody else is going to benefit from it as well, but it requires us to step up and to say, you know what, I'm I'm deserving of support and I'm I'm going to ask for this. When you bring it up, now there's open space for energy to shift and for insights to come through around how we can see things differently and how we can move through it rather than just sit in it and think about it. One of the biggest lessons I learned through my spiritual awakening was vulnerability, like next level vulnerability and getting really comfortable with asking for help ahead of when it was absolutely required. And as I built that muscle of asking for help, of allowing myself to be supported, this is what allowed me to shift my energy, to be open to receiving my manifestations, to receive support effortlessly from the universe. And I have seen this again and again. I used to never, never ask my friends to hold space for me, really. And now I've gotten way more comfortable with it. And I am happy to ask that. I'm happy to hold the space for them as well. But it's building that that muscle of asking. And I think that, well, I know that when you embrace that lesson through your spiritual awakening, it's such a sigh of relief. And it can be such a healing opportunity to realize, wow, I really can be supported and I really can be seen because it's usually allowing you to go to a greater depth with your conversation 
and just really opening your heart and, and sharing your heart. And that can take relationships to, to the next level. So ask and accept help if that would be supportive for you. Ask and allow yourself to receive support. That is something I definitely needed to hear while I was in my spiritual awakening because I tried to do everything myself. And it would have been, I think, a much a much easier, smoother experience where I could have integrated a lot more lessons more quickly if I didn't try and do it all myself. So moving on to number three, you'll find out who your real friends are. <laughs> and this, this overlaps with what I was mentioning before, but relationships shift. And sometimes people grow apart. Sometimes people grow together and their relationship deepens. Sometimes new people come into your life. Well, I would say usually always new people come into your life, but it's going to be really highlighted for you which relationships in your life are serving you and which aren't. And I know that this can be really difficult in, in romantic relationships in particular, you know, it's a whole other, it's a whole topic in itself of what do you do when, when you're going through a spiritual awakening and your partner isn't, or you've gone through yours and they haven't gone through theirs, right? That's, that's a whole dynamic in itself, but even with friendships, right? This is where you can start to feel distant or, start to feel like they just don't get it. This is where people will often shut off instead of opening up and and sharing what they're going through because you might be surprised that more people might be very open to it than than you think or more understanding. Maybe going through aspects of it themselves or even you might be I mean kind of a catalyst as well of them starting to see things in in a new way that's more aligned too. So I always think honesty is is the best policy, obviously, but get ready for relationship shifts and changes and don't hold on so tightly. It's really trusting this process of as I move through this and I, I get to another place vibrationally, trusting that the people who are meant to be along for the ride will will come with me. It might be a period of kind of separation or wonkiness, but then we come back together. It might be a whole fallout. They might come along for the whole ride. And I definitely experienced this. I had a lot of people in my life who kind of just, it just dropped off. It just wasn't a match anymore. I had people who have been with me through everything. These are really deep, really strong relationships that I am so grateful for. And there have been people who came in and out, right? I think with relationships that we all have different contracts. We all have, you know, there's a different purpose for different people entering our, our lives and it's just honoring that some people are there for a season. Some people are there just for a period. Some people are meant to be catalysts. Some people teach us lessons. Some people are with us for quite a while, but not forever. Other people are with us through our entire lifetime. It's just honoring whatever it needs to be for that relationship. But where are you clinging on to old friendships that aren't serving you? It's actually going to be more painful if you do that. And so just being really open to the process and committing to, hey, I'm I'm committing to this path of growth and expansion and alignment and really making choices that are truly the best for me from my soul and the people who are for me are going to support me 
and be along for the ride. And people who don't support me, people who are upset with shifts I'm making that are really for my best, that are making me happier, people who are just dropping off. This is just the energy shaking things out. And this is where you start to realize which relationships were out of convenience in terms of they lived near me. They lived near me. We worked together. We went to college together. A lot of people, a lot of people stay in relationships that are based on convenience in that way. And yeah, we have some similarities, but it's not really built on this deep, deep sense of commonality, core value, energetic alignment. Going through a spiritual awakening, this becomes. This becomes almost impossible to maintain. It's going to feel really painful. It's going to feel like you're dragging them along or like there's always friction or like you're just not seeing each other anymore. You're just missing each other vibrationally. You're saying one thing and they're hearing another or you're saying one thing and they're not hearing anything at all. You might start to feel really disconnected. You might start to feel like the things that used to enjoy doing, the people used to hang out with just aren't filling you up anymore. And sometimes people internalize this and and perceive this as a a kind of like depression and sadness. And they don't always connect that it's this vibrational mismatch and the things that used to fill them up or they thought did just aren't anymore. And so shifting it and opening up to to new people might, might be helpful, but just be ready for relationships to shift and change. And especially if you're in a romantic partnership, it'll either make you stronger, it might, it might pull you apart, but it's about full trust that whatever's meant to be will, will happen, you know? And that's something that I have had to remind myself of all the time, which is I have to stay committed to my path. I can't be making decisions to make other people feel comfortable or just because it feels more comfortable because I am used to it. I'm going to stay aligned on my path and stay authentic to my path and what's for my best. And the people who are for me have supported me the whole way through. And the people who aren't for me have dropped off. And sometimes that has been a rude awakening. Sometimes that has been shit. I never thought that this relationship would would end would end this way i never expected it definitely had you know so some hurt along the way but then i just realized i'm i'm glad i found out earlier rather than later and you know my, that relationship served me in this way and taught me these things and amazing and it was beautiful for the, for the time but it's just not a match anymore but you're going to feel really stuck if you're clinging to relationships that aren't serving you anymore it'll, it'll create this feeling of, I'm just not moving forward. I'm frustrated. There can be a lot of friction. And there are moments when you have to really think about, am I choosing this because this is authentic for me and truly what I know to be for my best and really aligned with, with who I really am? Or am I choosing this because it's more comfortable for somebody else? It's what I'm used to. It's the pattern that I've been in forever. I know it's scary to to make changes, but what if on the other side of that is experiencing the pure joy and happiness that you've always been seeking? The only way through is authenticity. And in aligning with that, you will find out who your real friends are. You will also find out who in your life is tied to an image they have of you and they want you to stay in that box because it makes them feel more comfortable. This leads me into number four, which is 
the truth will come out and (laughs) it doesn't always feel good. (laughs) Truth hurts. So I'll wrap number four and number five together here because number four is the truth will come out. And number five is get ready for everything to get turned upside down. So the truth will come out in terms of what is a match for you, what is really making you happy, the truth of your relationships, the truth about yourself. So any bits of yourself that you have been pushing down, not accepting, hiding from, feelings you've been hiding from, any aspect of yourself that you have been pushing down, avoiding, not looking at, it will come up. You, you can't you can't hide from it. The truth is going to rise, okay? The truth of, shit, I'm actually not happy here is, is going to rise. The truth of, oh shit, I actually wanna be doing this, this, this will come up. And it's not always comfortable. It's, it's not always comfortable. Truth is a very triggering vibration for many people when we're not used to it. And especially if we've been living based on illusions and comfort and convenience. And then it's kind of, it can be a rude awakening when you're thrown onto this path of authenticity (laughs) and truth and alignment. And you're realizing, oh shit, I didn't realize how much was out of alignment before and how much I wasn't looking at. I really just didn't see it. So anything you weren't looking at that needs to come up will come up. And the truth of where you're happy, where you're not, what's a match, what's working, what's not is going to come up. And this is why people make a lot of radical shifts. You know, relationships might end, friendships might change, career paths change. Somebody might move really quickly because the truth is going to come up. You, you can't hide from it anymore. And sometimes that isn't comfortable, but taking it with stride will will be helpful. And and with this is facing all of the illusions that we're living in. And this is also in terms of worldview, you know, so you'll feel like your entire worldview is, is falling apart. And I think about, I mean, for me, it was more of a transition, but I think about where I'm at right now. And I think about my beliefs about the world and how things worked. I don't know. How old am I? Like, I think about that like seven or eight years ago and I'm like, holy shit. I mean, I used to think I was jack shit crazy. I used to think I was so freaking crazy, me now. And I'm like, oh my God, I was so deluded. I was so deluded, (laughs) right? But it it just felt like, you know, after a bit, I just kind of got used to, I mean, nothing is too crazy for me at this point, just because I've seen so many things that I didn't even believe in, that I didn't believe were possible. I've seen them happen just because I've learned so much that. I, I never believed c- could be true. Um, so paradigm shifting, worldviews changing. Holy shit, everything I thought I believed in, I actually don't believe in anymore. And you know what? It takes a courageous person to admit that and to move forward and, and be okay with, with shifting and, and honoring that. So props to you if you're taking it in stride and going with it. It's going to be the easiest path, you know, but get ready for everything to turn upside down. And it might just feel like one thing after another. And at a certain point, you're like, I'm just not surprised by anything anymore. And you learn not to attach. You learn not to attach to any particular belief or identity or really anything external, any relationship. And that's actually a gift, a gift in supporting us in sovereignty and honoring our own truth. But Get ready for it all to shift. And, you know, at the beginning of all of these revelations, there were certain things I just didn't want to look at 
I just didn't want to believe. And then it just kept growing and festering. And I learned to just embrace it and be like, all right, all right, universe, just show me the truth. And I think that sometimes people can experience it and feel like all my illusions are shattered. I don't trust anybody. I don't believe anything anymore. And really the point is being open and trusting your intuition and trusting yourself, learning to trust yourself instead of this is just what this person said or what I was taught in school or what this politician said and learning to <laughs> use your third eye and spot the bullshit. It's it's bullshit radar development. That's what it is. So enjoy it. It's boot camp, y'all. So get everything to get flipped on its head, like literally opposing beliefs. I mean, God, I've been thinking about this. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm literally a 180 different person than I was before. Literally completely different. And so grateful for it. But it's just funny thinking about it. If you want to manifest more money, more fulfilling relationships, better health, but despite doing your daily manifestation and visualization practices, it isn't coming to you easily, this is what you need to know. What I have learned through my own experience again and again and through the experiences of all the people I've worked with is that the main reason why people have trouble calling in more of what they want is that they have underlying limiting beliefs that there is not enough or that they aren't actually worthy of receiving what it is that they want. Here's the thing. In order to be an energetic match for more, we need to get out of scarcity mindset and start embodying the energy of abundance. This allows you to effortlessly attract more abundance to you, whether you want money, relationships, health, any physical form of abundance. If you are wondering how to align with the energy of abundance and how to effortlessly attract different forms of abundance into your life, I have created a brand new course that teaches you the exact practices that I use and my clients use to align with abundance in all areas of our life, making manifestation effortless. This course, Abundance Accelerator, includes over nine hours of video lesson content, exclusive journal prompts and exercises to help you integrate the information, and a really powerful 30-minute energy healing activation to help you align your frequency with the energy of abundance. When you enroll, you get lifetime access to all of the course materials. You can start today and you get to do this all at your own pace. So your life could change literally in a week if you are ready. If you are ready to learn how to receive the endless support and abundance that is already available to you, then you can enroll in Abundance Accelerator today by going to bit.ly slash AXL course. Again, that's bit.ly slash AXL C-O-U-R-S-E. I can't wait to hear what you manifest. So Let's move on to number six. These are, these are related. Number six is be malleable. Be ready to change. Be open to changing. And so again, this is about releasing the attachment and just being open to different viewpoints and perspectives and beliefs. And if you're clinging, clinging to anything, relationships, beliefs, career, like anything, this will lead to the ego death get to that in a second, but you are going to uh, experience your spiritual awakening in a much more flowy way. <laughs> it's going to feel a lot better if you just embrace change, embrace 
the energy of change, embrace different viewpoints, just learning about them. You don't have to own all of them. You don't have to take them all on as your own, but just embrace different ways of viewing the world and, and embrace the change in terms of systems and how you're seeing your world works. And as, as you're really shifting like different operating systems and understanding, holy shit, everything is energy and what have I been doing? And oh my God, this is what I've been magnetizing. And these are my thoughts. And you know, <laughs> it all comes up just being, being malleable, being willing to change and shift and, and letting that be a process instead of what people do is they're like, okay, I'm going to leave this one identity or belief system or whatever it is thing. And then I'm going to jump to the next one. And then I want to find security and stability in this. And it's kind of missing the point. It's about learning to be changeable and embracing that and embracing all aspects of ourselves instead of just hopping from one to the next and then clinging to it again desperately. And we're just repeating the same pattern. So embracing the energy of change, which actually really supports you in terms of manifestation and up-leveling and learning. But if you are operating from an energy of, I don't want to make change. I don't, I don't want to shift my belief system. I don't want to learn what's really going on or how things really work. I, I'm not willing to to shift and change. I mean, it's going to be a really bumpy ride that might just feel stuck and stagnant and heavy. And <laughs> you're probably being forced forced to surrender to the change, right? So the more you're just open to being flexible, energetically flexible, you're going to feel a lot better through it. So be malleable. That is number six. And this is connected to number seven, which is get ready for the ego death, get ahead of the ego death. I have done a few episodes on ego death. I'll probably do a YouTube video on this as well, because this is something that always pops up for people. So anything that your ego is attached to as your identity, as giving you self-worth or stability, if you are meant to expand and move past that, it will basically be ripped from you. So <laughs> this is where the lesson is. I'm not going to attach attach my identity or my sense of self-worth to anything external. It's about realizing your inherent worthiness <laughs> and releasing the need to be one single thing and letting yourself shift and change and expand and grow and show up differently at different times and embracing all of you. But a really common example is I see this a lot with entrepreneurs who build up this, this huge business and their whole life is their business and they've attached their identity and their sense of self-worth to the business and how well it does. And it's like it will all crumble. Maybe the business will just tank. It'll just do really poorly or there will be just something will pop, like something will pop up that will make it feel like it's all falling apart. Or if somebody's done this in relationships, if they really attached their sense of self-worth, their their identity to a specific relationship, that marriage might fall apart. That romantic relationship might fall apart. So those are different examples of when you're when you're so attached to something and clinging to it as your sense of identity, or even this, it could even be, you know, I am a, I don't know, like I am a skier. Like I'm a skier. Everybody knows that I ski and I'm a great skier and you're getting so much worth and validation out of that. And the universe is like, we're going to give you an opportunity to grow here. And maybe you uh, 
sprain your ankle really badly and you can't ski that whole season. And then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right. So think about that. Like if there's something that you've been so attached to that you're the best at that everybody knows you for, and you've attached your identity to this thing. And then what would happen if you didn't have it anymore? And getting ahead of this (laughs) is really, can be really helpful where it's learning to not attach our identity or a sense of self worth to any particular thing, but remembering that we're inherently worthy and deserving and our essence is is all we need. We don't need a specific identity and that can shift and change. And anchoring into that belief and being open to the change, all of that, that comfort level with with shifting and and not deriving a sense of identity or self-worth from something outside of ourselves, that, that could go away. This allows us to get ahead of the ego death so it doesn't have to happen because it's only going to happen if if the universe is pushing you to surrender to learn this larger lesson of you can't attach your identity to this thing. Like you are so much more than that. You're not just one thing, right? So if you don't have that problem to begin with, if we embrace that lesson and really anchor it into our inherent worthiness and deservingness and who we really are, really connecting to our soul selves, then we don't need to go through the ego death necessarily, right? Or you might be kind of halfway and halfway out. I've definitely gone through different ego deaths during my spiritual awakening. And they'll highlight for me different areas where I'm clinging to something, different areas where I'm putting so much energy into if I achieve this or or continue with this, if I'm the best at this, then does that give me my sense of identity or self-worth? And then it will highlight for me, oh shit, if I don't have that, then who am I? And so I've seen like little versions of that pop up. I've had bigger ego deaths. And you know, now I've kind of learned to embrace it and realize, oh, that was actually my gift because I'm I'm attaching to this too much. So that's that's the ego death. And I think just learning about it is is helpful. And then that way, if you can identify if it's already happening and you feel like you're in a shit storm, when you know what's going on, like if I've been in an ego death, I'm like, oh, I can identify why this happened and I can shift my energy and and not attach to that thing anymore, it resolves itself much more quickly. It's actually very freeing. It's actually very freeing. It's actually super exhausting and suffocating to attach your identity or sense of self-worth to something external like that. So that actually supports you in overall happiness. So that is the ego death, number seven. Moving on to number eight, the sooner you release the easier it is. So getting really used to not attaching, not holding on, not clinging to things. And this goes back to what I was saying with relationships and connected to that ego death conversation. Getting really used to not clinging on to things, but rather staying in alignment with your path and trusting that what is for you, what's meant to stick around to be with you, is going to be along for the ride instead of clinging to it. But the thing is that the sooner you release things that aren't serving you, the easier the process will be. And I think this is one of the most common things that just makes things so much more painful for people in the long run is when they're afraid to release. And the question is, why are you afraid to release? Are you afraid that you won't receive something better? This is scarcity mindset. If it's not this, it's better. Do you truly believe that and live by that? 
why are you holding on to things that aren't serving you anymore? Because it's comfortable, because you think it's safer, but are you even happy there? And this is core for manifestation to be an effortless manifester. You get really comfortable with releasing and it's realizing, okay, this is, this is what I know I desire and what I need. And if it's not there, then I'm going to let go of it because I believe that I can get exactly what I desire. I can get exactly what is for my highest and best. And oftentimes people don't release because they're afraid they're not going to get better. And this is where people are settling. And so it's to ask yourself, where am I settling? What am I tolerating? What am I holding on to because I think I'm obligated to? This is the time to remember that you are a naturally high frequency being. And the things that pull down your vibration are just things that you're afraid to release. And when you release everything that's not a vibrational match, you rise like a balloon. So what feels heavy? What is dragging you down? And this could be a friend. This could be a job. This could be an aspect of your job. This could be a a romantic partnership. This could be somebody in your family. This could be a habit, a behavior. And a lot of times we spend a lot of time in the space of deciding whether or not to release or how we're going to do it. And what I have learned on my journey is that (laughs) the sooner I release, like the second I know, I'm like, this isn't a match. This isn't for me. The second I know, the sooner I release, the easier it is. And the longer I drag things out or I hold on or I try and force them to work or see if they're going to work when I know from my soul that it's just, it's not a match. The, The longer I hold on, the harder it is and the messier it is. And life flows when I release things that aren't for me anymore and thank them and send them on their way. And this creates space for what is in alignment to come to me. So the sooner I release, the better. So I'd ask yourself, you know, where am I hanging on and what's my relationship with, with releasing? Where do I cling? Why am I afraid to, to let go? And a lot of that is tied to, am I comfortable with seeing the truth of the situation? Because when you release, then you get to see where, where is this going to float? Is this balloon going to float next to me or is it going to drop off and deflate? And when you release, when you're not attaching anymore, then you see how things are naturally going to pan out and balance out. And sometimes people don't want to see that. They're afraid to see that or they're still in the illusion, the programming that they're obligated to hold on to things. And this is about breaking through the programming. This is connected to number nine, what we resist persists. I don't even know who said that first. Definitely wasn't me. I feel like a lot of people have said that, but it's very true. You know, so what are we currently resisting? And and with the spiritual awakening, people resist the awakening. People resist the whole experience and it just feels heavier and worse. And it feels like the ego deaths are harder and it can just feel like, oh my gosh, I got pushed to my knees here versus allowing it flowing with it. So stop resisting the process. Stop resisting what's showing up for you, the truths that are being revealed. Are you in resistance to them or are you just in allowance and open and noticing and observant and honoring yourself and what you need? So noticing where you're in resistance is one of the most pivotal things you can do. And I ask myself this all the time if I ever feel like things in my life are off. It's like, what am I resisting right now? What truth am I resisting? What change am I resisting? That's a big one for a lot of people, resisting the change. It's If it's going to happen either way, which <laughs> it's going to happen either way. So uh, you can either throw a temper tantrum and have mom drag you to school, 
or get in the car and enjoy the process and make the best of it, right? (laughs) And you might find that you actually love school. (laughs) So so notice what are you resisting and where you're in resistance is where it's going to actually feel a lot more uncomfortable. And this leads me into number 10, which is remembering that your inner world's reflects your outer world. And so I know during that time when it felt like things were changing and things were feeling out of control, I was trying to control everything externally instead of going to the place where the focus should have been. And when I started to realize, okay, if I put my energy and my focus into shifting my inner world and really looking within, that sorts things out in the external automatically. And that can take people a hot sec to realize and integrate And then things become so much easier when you learn that. So instead of trying to control everything in the external world with relationships and and career and this and that and looking externally, as I felt there was so much chaos, when I started just doing a lot of internal work and looking at my inner world and how I was feeling and how I was showing up and what my beliefs were and what I desired, all of these things, I started focusing on my inner world and cultivating a a really safe space within me and an honest place and really aligning with myself and listening to myself and making time for myself and doing a lot of expansion work and and shifting beliefs that weren't serving me. The more I was focusing on my inner world, my outer world just evened out because the external is a reflection of the internal. So if you want to shift your reality, look at your inner world. And I think that people can spend a lot of time and kind of waste a lot of time trying to change things, control things outside of themselves. When if you went right to yourself and looked inward and started really making your inner world an amazing place that you want to be in (laughs) and shifting things within you, you'll see that the things outside of you just start to calibrate, right? So everything starts energetically. And this is one of the biggest hacks that I know it's hard for people to believe when they're going through it, but this overlaps with realizing, oh shit, the world works differently than I thought it was. I thought I could just force this, make this happen, do this externally and get this result. And why isn't it working? Well, actually, because the way to shift the reality is to shift your inner world. So that is something that I think would have been really helpful for me to know earlier on in my journey. Once I figured that out, things became a lot, a lot easier. And I could easily tell when things were rocky externally, what was that reflecting within me? And when I can identify what's reflecting with me, I can look there shift things and shift the reality. And this leads me to number 10, which is getting energy out physically is one of the most helpful ways to move through the sticky parts of a spiritual awakening. And I think that part, I really didn't connect for a long time and no one really ever talked to me about this, but thinking about how am I physically getting getting these old energies out of my body because you're in this massive up level vibrationally. And when we're still holding on to these lower vibrations, it it feels like we're stuck. It feels like we're stagnant. And so the more I started physically getting out these energies, the the easier it was. And it felt like, I mean, I felt different overnight. And so what do I mean by this? I actually mean, well, energy work is one was one of my go-to ways for this and just clearing that energy and then getting out physically, dancing, yoga, exercise that's intentional, walking, you know, whatever's intentional. But for me, like dance and yoga, stretching, 
intentionally noticing where things stuck in my body and then also getting out physically like crying, sweating, like getting out the old energies, um, you know, pounding on my pillow just to like get some energy out, maybe boxing, you know, whatever resonates, but getting it out physically and being very intentional with that really helped those energies to leave my physical body because I needed to release those to kind of let myself shift vibrationally. And I think sometimes people are so focused on making these shifts, but there's not space to really integrate the shifts because we're still holding on to these things that are holding us down. And sometimes it can be a really simple, like emotional release. I mean, this happens to me all the time where it's like, I'll have a couple hours where I'm like, I'm just getting this out. I'm having a wild dance party and just like getting all these energies out, these emotions out, things I didn't even know I had. And then the next day, literally feel like a completely different person. So I wish that was a practice I had earlier on. I think it really would have shifted some things for me and just a really powerful practice now. And especially at the beginning of my spiritual awakening, I, I went through a period actually middle of it. I don't know, whatever. There's a whole period where I didn't cry. I couldn't cry. It was like, I'd cried out all of my tears. And that also blocked me from really moving forward because I wasn't letting things get out of my body. And I kind of just become numb and I stopped. I wasn't really dancing or moving or emoting or letting myself have emotional release. And all of that stuff was just stuck. It was like sludge in my body. So needed to get that out and it helped things move forward. Now moving on to number 11, only I can block my awakening, my shifting, my ascension. Only I can block myself. And one of the big lessons through a spiritual awakening is getting out of victim mindset and learning to take responsibility for ourselves, for our choices, for our own energy, for our needs, taking personal responsibility, taking care of ourselves. And early on, I know for me, I was still in this mindset of this person's doing this to me. And because of this person, I can't grow here. I can't shift here. And I had to realize like, that's all bullshit. And I was getting pushed and pushed and pushed into surrender to realize that's all bullshit. The only person that can get in my own way is me. So if things aren't moving or shifting, or I'm not feeling good, I have to look at myself and notice what am I allowing in my field? What am I allowing myself to engage in? What am I allowing? Who am I allowing to drain my energy? What boundaries am I not setting or upholding? This is this is responsibility, right? Taking personal responsibility. But I had to really realize nobody can block me except for me. And this is true with the things I want to call in, the things I want to manifest, the, the things I want to create and experience. If it's not happening, it's not anyone else's fault. It's happening for me. <laughs> It's either happening for me, right? And or what about me is blocking myself, right? Because often we block ourselves. What fear do I have? What limiting belief? What underlying subconscious belief do I have around receiving that thing or doing that thing? What fear do I have? Where am I getting in my own way? And realizing that I was the only one that could get in my own way was a huge game changer for me. It's very, it's very empowering, very empowering. So that was a big one. And I find that a lot of times people and I, I did this too at the beginning like of my spiritual awakening. I was blaming other people and saying that they were blocking me. They're blocking me from opening up. They're blocking me from listening to my intuition. I can't do this because X, Y, Z. It's like, no, no, I, I'm making choices. Like I'm making choices. And some of those choices might not be fun. It might be, you know what? This person isn't supporting me 
the way I want to feel. So I might need to release this relationship or let this thing go. And so we can either take responsibility for that or say, I can't do that because I live with this person and they're always dragging me down. Well, there are always choices. There are always choices. So we can choose to stay. We can choose to go. We can choose to create a boundary. We can choose to not uphold it. It's just noticing what our choices are. So that's a tough love for myself and for you, but it's, it's empowering, right? If you knew that only you could get in your own way, then also the power to create what you desire also lies with you. And that is a good place to be. Now, last but not least, you're not making it up. <laughs> Number 12, you are not making it up. All right. And I think that this is something that keeps people in this weird limbo state. Like, am I making this up? Or people around you might be saying things and then you're feeling like, am I making this up? Or you're experiencing glitches in the matrix and you're like, that can't be real. Am I crazy? Did I really just see that? Did I really just see floating orbs there? Why am I seeing angel numbers everywhere? Did I really just do that thing for an hour and the clock is still saying it's the same time? Like what the hell is going on? So you might experience glitches in the matrix that make you feel crazy or just the emotions you're feeling, the emotions you're feeling, the realizations you're having, you know, people will be like, you're a conspiracy theorist or whatever they're saying. They think you're a conspiracy theorist. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, just wait, just wait six months, just wait six months. And then, and then we'll talk. But you might be telling yourself that too. Like, am I freaking crazy? Because people will feel like they're crazy when everybody else around them is on a totally different page. And depending on who you're around and if you're not embracing some of these changes or opening yourself up to a new community, you can feel like you're in a situation where everybody else is in their bubble. And then you're waking up and you're feeling like everybody else around you is under hypnosis because, oh my God, what if they are, right? You're like, are you there? Like, are you, hello? Is anybody in there? How are you not seeing this? It can feel like I'm talking to you. You are not hearing me. What is going on? It's like a scary movie where you go to talk to your mom and she's not in there and you're like, oh my God, like, hello, are you there? Right? So that's the feeling that can come up. Like people will, will start to think, oh my God, am I crazy? And tell themselves that, or other people might say that to you. And at that point you just have to realize, whoa, what I know is there's a vibrational mismatch here, right? But the thing is, you, you're not you're not crazy with what you're experiencing or starting to believe or these big paradigm shifts or big life changes, you know? And I know that there have been so many times in my life, and I see this with people around me as well, where you're, like, you're spent something that you, you've known to be true, that you've known you wanted to do or needed to do. Your soul has been telling you for so long, and then you finally decide I am going to make this soul aligned decision and it might feel wild to people, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to live for me now. And you make this decision and other people don't like it. They don't want you to move away. They don't want you to change your job. They don't want you to stop doing this with, with work. They don't want you to stop drinking. They don't want you to whatever it is, whatever. They don't want you to start eating healthy. Right. And it really triggers people and they might throw out these projections and they might throw out, you're, you're being crazy. Like this isn't real. Like all the spiritual stuff you're in is we're concerned about you. We need an intervention. And it's like, holy shit, right? You're not crazy. You're not crazy. This is, this is waking up. You're waking up out of hypnosis. Truly. You are remembering. <laughs> and what I invite you to do is think about how you feel with these realizations compared to how you felt before. 
you know, and what I know is what there are certain people who earlier on in my spiritual awakening were very triggered by the decisions I was making. And it's really funny, like thinking back, like how many people were so angry at me that I started eating healthy, that I stopped eating processed foods. And I'm like, why does like, well, I know why, but it's like, it, it was like, I did something so awful. And I'm like, I'm literally just eating healthy foods. This doesn't even affect you. Right. This can come up with drinking or for me with changing my career. I mean, even just deciding to be an entrepreneur straight out of college, in college, starting my podcast, like all these things I was doing. And since just how I live my life now, so I think people are are used to it, but it was really, really upsetting people, really upsetting them. And I just was like, I can't, I'm just not going to take on other people's projections or fears or whatever's going on here. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not. And, and I thought about how I felt before I had my whole awakening compared to moving through the process and embracing the journey and doing a lot of this deep soul work and really living for my soul and making aligned choices that felt good for me. And how I feel now compared to how I felt before. I'm like, holy shit, it's night and day. I mean, I was in a deep, deep depression for so long because I was doing what everybody else wanted me to do because I was living for other people, because I was living from my ego, my fear, not my soul. I was so fucking unhappy. Right. And it's like, you know what, if, if this is what it's like to be crazy, I'm, I'm all into it. I'm totally good with it. I feel way fucking better. I'm way more, I mean, I'm grounded. I'm way more grounded to be honest. Just so funny. It's like the more woo I become, I feel like the more grounded I am before I was, I felt, I felt like I was so unstable. I was emotionally unstable. I didn't trust myself, believe in myself. I felt anxious all the time. Like I felt so unstable. And the more I have opened up spiritually, the more grounded I felt, the more confident I have felt, the more I feel I'm living, living my truth. And that's, that's a very stable energy, which is just so funny. Right. So it's like, this is crazy. I'm, I'm all about it. We're, we're good to go, but it's funny when people will say things like that. And it's like, let's actually have a conversation because if we actually have this conversation, we're going to realize what doesn't make sense. Because a lot of these illusions that people are living in, it triggers them when you jump out of the illusions, like, th- like they don't make sense. They, they truly don't make sense. So yeah, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're not making it up. These synchronicities, these glitches in the matrix, the wild things you're uncovering about lies that have been told across history, like all this stuff. You're not crazy that you wake up one day and you're like, I literally need to live in Costa Rica. Like I need to go there, right? Whatever it is. I I need to quit my job tomorrow and I'm going to start my jazz band. And the universe told me this and this, an angel visited me and I was walking across the street and I saw a UFO in the sky. Like you're not crazy. I literally, actually, I just saw you UFO the other night. It was like hanging out above my house for like two hours. Sorry. I just totally remember that. But Anyway, you're going to start to see this stuff, right? ETs, UFOs, like like just noticing what's going on. And you're not crazy that all of a sudden you're you're seeing patterns and behaviors from other people and being like, whoa, was that always going on? And I just wasn't even noticing it. You're not crazy. Okay. So 
you're not alone either. Those are the things that I wish I knew before my spiritual awakening. So maybe you can send this to somebody if you think it would help them and support them, or maybe it's validating, helpful for you. The Channel Collective is open this week. And if this resonates with you, if this vibes with you, then check out Channel Collective membership because this is the place to be. If you are on a spiritual path and ready to expand and grow and embrace it and really integrate the lessons, learn the lessons for soul expansion rather than resist it and fight it because that feels sticky. So head to christinathechannel.com slash membership if you are interested in checking it out and signing up. I really hope that this podcast was helpful. If it was, please take a screenshot, share it to social media and tag me at Christina, the channel and tag at Christina, the channel pod. So we can repost and say, thank you. I always appreciate it so much when you do that really, really means the world. And again, share this with somebody if you think it would support them. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.